everybody. Welcome back to the Lovely Freaks podcast. I'm your host, Amanda. And I'm Hannah. And we are here on part dos. Part two. Um, where is my pen? There it is. We're here on part two of the Lacey and Scott Peterson case, or now we're getting into just Scott Peterson case because we're getting into the trial. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed part one. So, we're just gonna, we're just gonna dive in. Okay. Um, <laughs> so. Yeah, dive right into it. Dive right in. Here we go. So, we left off with Scott going, getting picked up. So, he got picked up. Remember, he had, like, all that stuff in his car, like, all that weird stuff. Credit cards, camping gear, scuba gear, blah, 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 blah. And he told the detectives he was going golfing with his family, which probably was obviously bullcrap. Although his family does back up that. Like, his brother was like, yeah, yeah, he was coming to golf with us. But mm-hmm. his family seems to stand by him religiously. Maybe yeah. they're one of those, you know? I don't know. Yeah. So, anywho. Um, Scott was charged with two counts of murder because Lacey was pregnant. So, it was two counts of murder. The judge wanted to seek the death penalty for Scott. Scott said in court, obviously, he kept saying that he was innocent. And he gets, like, one of the best lawyers that's out there. So, he gets a lawyer named Mark Garagos? Garagos. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I had to remember. Me, I was like, what? I don't know. I had to remember his name because it's a weird one. Um, but Mark, his lawyer... Has made a pretty big name for himself. So, this dude was clients for people like Winona Ryder and Michael Jackson. Oh. Oh, yeah. So, he's like a big-time lawyer guy. Um, Scott's team did a lot of media coverage. So, they did a a whole lot. Because they wanted to, like, not pin him as the bad guy. Um, They tell the media that the police have made a huge mistake in this. Like, in, in... not trying to find Lacey's killer. Yeah. Scott and his team went public with a discovery that could explain Lacey's death. The team found... This is crazy. This is where we're going to get into the maybe it wasn't Scott. Okay? Yeah. So, we're going back and forth and back and forth. Like, it's intense. So, the team... Let me get back to where I am. Okay. Found. They told the police... No. They... Sorry. They found a report from the police that a satanic group the police was investigating abducted a girl in the neighborhood of Scott and Lacey. Mm -hmm. Okay. Abducted a girl before Lacey's disappearance. Like, a few weeks before Lacey's disappearance or something like that. They raped her and they did some sort of satanic ritual on her. Then they told her... They let her go, but they told her that they were going to commit a murder on Christmas, which was... Wow, that's a lot of fucking yeah. evidence. Yeah. And the police just didn't do anything Didn't do anything. It? Also, there was a woman, it was an unsolved case, of Eve, Evelyn... Evelyn Mills. Hernandez. Hernandez? I think so. If I said that wrong, I'm sorry. Um, her body was discovered six months before Lacey, and it was in the San Francisco Bay area, mm-hmm. same place. She also had nothing but a torso. Wow. She didn't have a head. 
She was also pregnant. I don't know if she was eight months pregnant, but she was pregnant. Yeah. Um, so with all this that they're, you know, telling the media, Mark, his lawyer, was making sure that the media saw that these two cases were there because up until this point, the media and the police were only pinpointing Scott. Like, they were pretending like Modesto was just this wonderful community and nobody would ever do anything like that yeah. or anything crazy. But yet, they had a freaking satanic group, like... And all this evidence <laughs> of pregnant... Yeah, this pregnant woman. There was also... Pretty much the same way There that was she also died. a few other pregnant women that had went missing in that area over a course of, like, a couple of years. Really? Yeah, they never found the bodies, but... Okay? Yeah. So, anywho, the prosecution had their work cut out for them because all they had was circumstantial evidence. Like I said, they didn't have any weapon. They didn't have an eyewitness. They didn't have fingerprints. They didn't have blood. They had her fingerprints as far as just normal, everyday stuff, but they didn't have it, you know, on the boat or in the boat or anything like that. So, spring 2004 is when they began the jury selection. The jury should have no opinion about this case before being selected. Well, that was going to be really hard to do. I was going to say, that's going to be hard Mm -hmm. when everybody knows about the case. Scott's lawyer wanted to move the case, and the judge granted them that change of venue. But they only moved it 90 miles. They moved it 90 miles away in Redwood City. Keep that in mind. That'll come into play later. Um, on June 1st, 2004, 18 months after Lacey went missing, trial began. So, hundreds and thousands of people were in the streets. The media was everywhere, obviously. Um, I remember Nancy Grace being, like, all up in it. Like, every time somebody... They weren't allowed to have news cameras in the courtroom, Mm -hmm. which sometimes they are, but in this case, they didn't. And, but every time somebody, like a reporter would come out of the newsroom or somebody would come out of the newsroom and say something, you know, I remember her like blasting it all over her show and all that. So I remember this vaguely. Um, so the prosecution came out first with our opening statements and they said right off the bat, Scott killed his wife and his unborn child. He was an unhappy man who hated his life. That's why and he, he didn't like his wife. That's why he had an affair. He didn't want to be a father. He wanted to be free. He wanted to do what he wanted. Um, they even said in their opening statement, you know, they kept talking about how big of a liar he was and that he claimed <laughs> he said He's such a big liar. He claimed that they watched Martha Stewart on um, the day. The day, yeah. And they were talking about lemon meringue cookies, but that episode actually didn't happen. She actually talked about that episode a few days before, so he obviously was lying. Really? Keep that in mind. Now the defense gets up, and Mark says. He lied about the cookies. He's a murderer. Yeah. This prosecution has absolutely no evidence. Yeah. Keep that in mind. He's telling, like, he's telling the, you know, the uh, jury, he's like, they don't have any evidence. They don't have any hard evidence to bring you guys. Yeah. He says, yeah, Scott's a douchebag, basically. I mean, he doesn't yeah. say douchebag, but he's like, yeah, my client is a liar. 
He had an affair. He lied. But that doesn't make you a killer. Just because you have an affair and just because you're lying to keep the affair going does not make you someone who can kill somebody. Which, honestly, I mean, he's not no. being... He's not He's not lying. I mean, Cause, I, I mean, have plenty of guys that have around the cheated truth. on their wives and not he, murdered he's anybody. He's bringing it like, y'all know. Like, we all yeah. know that he's a douchebag, but yeah. we don't know. We're not going to put him so, to jail. Yeah. Because there's not enough evidence. Are you really going to send this innocent man to jail if he is innocent? Yeah. If there's no evidence. And right off the bat, I mean, this is open in statements. (laughs) Mark says he had the tape of the Martha Stewart show. And he says, oh, by the way, my client wasn't lying. If the prosecution would have watched the entire tape... They would have seen the part where Martha Stewart is talking to her guest about lemon meringue cookies. And he pops the tape in and plays it. And sure enough, yeah, that just proved the pro- that the prosecution Don't just know what they're doesn't know about. what they're talking about. Yeah. Like, they didn't watch the whole thing. So, right off the bat, like, that is proven that possibly the police just had, like, major tunnel vision when they were trying to pinpoint Scott. So, and that, like, (laughs) that to me was awful because that just throws the prosecution's, like, opening statement, like, out the window. And also, like, really? You're going to accuse a man of murder because of cookies? Yeah. Really? (laughs) Because of cookies? What the hell? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Okay, so the trial starts. To challenge Scott's fishing... A, uh, ability. alibi. No, oh, his fishing uh, alibi. His ability. Ability. His I was fishing ability. I was, they need to know. Can he you can't fish? fish. He's lying about that. Five boats. <laughs> Actually, I think they would do that. He can't even fish. He's lying about that too. The cookies, <laughs> the fishing. He's a murderer. So, to challenge Scott's fishing um, alibi, mm-hmm. uh, they brought in Lacey's stepdad, who was an avid fisherman. And the only reason they brought him in was to ask him, since you're such, since you're such an avid fisherman, wouldn't Scott have told you, like, hey, I bought a boat. You want to go boating with me? And he was like, yeah, I feel like he would have. And we didn't know anything about a boat. Like, we didn't know anything about a boat yeah. at all. So the prosecution is like, see there? They didn't know that he had a boat. Oh. He bought this boat January, uh, December 9th was when he bought the boat. And so that was like two weeks before she went missing. And he only bought it for like 1400 bucks. He didn't spend a lot of money on it. It wasn't something. And I was just sitting what? there thinking, what, what does Why that, does have, that to do? have to do with the case? Yeah. Why didn't they go, hey, object? What so, does this have to do with this case? Detective Rokini um, was the one that was telling them all this stuff. Like, you know, he only, he spent, he bought cash. That's what it was. He spent cash on it. So, trying okay. to make it look like he never told Lacey about this boat. Because he, he bought it with cash and, you know, he was trying to keep it under wraps and all this stuff. Oh. So, Mark cross-examines Detective Brokini. And he said, you claim Lacey didn't know anything about Scott's boat, right? And his family didn't either. And he said, yeah. He said, he asked Detective Brokini, did you take out... Of your report, Detective Brokini, okay, yeah. lead detective on this case, yeah, took out of his report that the landlord told detectives 
that she saw Lacey there a few days before she went missing. Really? Yeah. It seems like they're just trying to make him be guilty. Well, Detective Rokini says in like a TV interview, I took it out because it was in another detective's report. But. What? Why wouldn't you just keep, why would you take it out though? You went out of your way to take it out of your report. You're the lead detective. if you saw that, why wouldn't you re, like go up there and say, hey, was Lacey there? Yeah. You know, interview with somebody. He just decides to take it out completely. Obviously he doesn't care about his job or cares about if this guy's guilty or not. Mm -hmm. Or finding Lacey's murder. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty crazy. Scott's team was making, like, amazing progress at this time. Okay? So, I mean, they're, like, nailing back and forth, like, all this different stuff. Yeah. That is until Amber Fry gets up there. Obviously. Which, and that's the thing about this case. Like, sometimes I'm like, no, he did it. He killed his wife. But then I'm like, "Mm, no, he didn't. I don't know. (laughs) Like, it drives me insane. So, Amber Fry gets up there, and the prosecution of course brings forth like you know that's her their smoking gun is Amber Fry yeah. and she tells the jury everything they even listen to phone conversations which really sucks for Scott um, but you know I mean if you're going to be a cheating douchebag you deserve it um, maybe not to go with the death penalty if you didn't kill your wife but you know <laughs> whatever Yeah, you still deserve something, something. for being a douchebag um they showed pictures and all this different evidence. And, of course, Amber's just sitting there saying all this stuff. Um, then they do they release a conversation. Scott finally told Amber, like, back when they were recording. And he mm-hmm. didn't know he was getting recorded. Yeah. So he told Amber the truth about Lacey. He says that he actually has been looking for his pregnant wife, Lacey. He was like, you haven't seen it on the news or nothing like that? And she was like, no. You know, she was lying. And he said, yeah, she's been missing since Christmas. And Amber was like, why did you tell me that she had died Two month, two weeks before so she confessed. went missing. He confessed? No, he didn't. Well, he confessed, well, confessed to her about her about like he was that he really it, yeah that he, that was he married. really was married. Yeah, yeah, he finally told her, and so he was like, "Why?" She was like, "Why didn't you? Why did you tell me that you had a wife two weeks before she went missing? That that you don't have anymore? Like, were you yeah. are you psychic or something like that? Like, how did you know she was going to go missing?" missing. Um, and all he said was that he said he couldn't tell her anything. He said, I can't tell you anything right now. Oh, that's mm-hmm. weird. That was all he said. So, his lawyer, Mark, cross-examines her. But obviously, I mean, he doesn't have any... He, he doesn't really spend much time with Amber because he knows this is all true. There's nothing I can say to discredit her. Yeah. Um and I'm not going to try. So, he does ask her, though, one important question. He said, in all of your time being with Scott in the six months of jobbing together, I mean, no, six weeks of jobbing together, maybe a little bit longer if you count him thinking they were together during the recorded phone conversations, did he ever say, I love you? And she says no. But I could have sworn I heard him say I love you in the recording. But I could have been wrong about that when I said that in last episode. Yeah. Um, but she says no. He never said I love you 
to me, or he, and she said that he never said, you know, anything about loving me or falling in love with me or anything like that. So, mm-hmm. Mark, um, Gorosco, what is his last name? Mm-hmm. I know, it's, I can't it's remember. something like that. Though. Yeah, his lawyer, Mark, he couldn't never, um, he was, he was trying to establish that why would this man kill his wife and ruin his life potentially if he never said he loved you like i'm gonna go back to the chris watts case and shanann his mistress i can't even remember her name that's how much i don't care about her um (laughs) she he would he did say like i love you i want to be with you like i can't wait to divorce my wife and us get together and i want to marry like they were even talking about getting married before he was even not married so, that wasn't happening with Scott. So, maybe it was just a simple case of him just being a douchebag and wanting a mistress on the side. Next up to the stand for the prosecution, they called Dr. Brian Peterson, who is the uh, medical examiner for Costner County, which is the county that they're in. So, it's a pretty important dude. During this examination, they asked the doctor... Does it seem like Lacey was weighted down with anything, like weights or anything like that, um, because she only had a torso? And he said, yes, it could be. The doctor says since Connor was still intact, it indicated that he was probably in the womb. And the reason that he ended outside of the body was that he was, was it because the water and, you know, the rocks and all that, like I said, because there wasn't a specific cut across her torso so it kind of just could have opened up at any point and he could have kind of came out came out i was gonna say spilled out that sounds really bad yeah um came out so they also asked the doctor when he thought connor might have died and this is very important because if connor would have died after december 24th then there's no way that scott would have been the killer um, by comparing ultrasound data to Connor's recovery, reco- recovered, recovered body, Dr. Peterson says that it was basically a full term, he was basically a full term baby and would have died somewhere around or on December 20th, 24th, whenever Lacey died. Okay. But it was pretty much impossible to determine exactly how they all died or they both died since, you know, the water and the conditions were really bad. Yeah. Lacey did have two broke ribs, um, and both seemed to have been there close to her death, but that doesn't mean anything either because, I mean, she could have broken them. Somebody, anybody could have broken her ribs. They don't know who broke her ribs, or it could have gotten broken in the water. Um... He then outlines the prosecution's theory. So, the doctor says that what he thinks happened was that Scott strangled Lacey. Maybe got his hand cut on the back of her earring when he Mm. was strangling her. Because she was missing some diamond stud earrings from her um, jewelry box. From her jewelry box. And they knew that they were in there because they were like pretty, really big expensive earrings. I think somebody had gotten her. And they were missing, and they were also not on her body when she was found, which mm-hmm. they could have just came off, you know, well, 
never mind. She didn't have a head. That's correct. So, they they didn't know if they were still on her ears or not. Yeah. I forgot that she didn't have a head. Her head was missing. So, oh, so they never found her head? No, no. They never found her. No. They Are only had her torso. Yeah, really? that was all I had. Mm-hmm. Huh. Um, then he said he probably wrapped her body in a tarp, took her to the warehouse, tied her with bricks, and then took her to the water and dumped her body. That's what the theory that they're going with. Now, when Mark cross-examines, he said, Is there any hard proof evidence that Lacey was strangled? And Dr. Peterson says, No, obviously not. I mean, you know, they don't have a head or a neck, so they can't really determine whether or not she was strangled or not. After 19 weeks, 19 weeks, and 174 witnesses for the prosecution, they finally rest their case. Dude, <laughs> that's a long time. Yeah. So now it's the defense's turn to start their case. They don't go as long, which is kind of crazy. But Mark Guerrero, I cannot say his name. Just say Mark. Guerrero's, that lawyer of Scott's. Um, he wants to challenge when baby Connor died and Lacey. So he gets um, to the stand. He calls a fertility expert, Charles March. Dr. March finds that the earliest Connor would have died would be December 29th. He says December 29th. Mm-hmm. And he says this based off of like, since he's a fertility specialist, he does it off of when the conception was and when she possibly found out she was pregnant and all this other stuff. And um, they also found that rope, you know, that was tied around Connor, maybe Connor's neck. So they he asked, could it have been debris or could it have been from sort of sort of satanic ritual? So they're going back to the sort of satanic ritual thing. Yeah. And there's no way to determine whether or not it was debris or if it was something that somebody actually put around the baby's neck. Well, was it tied or? It was tied and there was a knot at one of the ends. So, yeah. Well, Mm -hmm. I feel like somebody would do that. I mean, there's just not like a random rope that's already tied would perfectly be around the child's head. Yeah. Um, When the prosecution gets up there and they, Dave Harris, the prosecution examiner he cross-examines him dr march he kind of just dr march kind of just loses it like he starts backtracking he gets flustered he's trying to like the prosecution is trying to ruin his credibility because they're trying to say well you don't actually know when she conceived the baby and he's like well she messaged a friend saying she was pregnant i assume she found out on that date so if you backtrack it and they're like yeah but you don't have any hard evidence that that's exactly when why would she just tell her friend randomly? And so, I don't know. He just gets flustered. And he shouldn't have got flustered because, obviously, that was what they were trying to do. Yeah. And he just basically blows it. He blows it on stand for, for the defense. Um, Mark tries to bring up the burglaries in the neighborhood that happened on December 24th. Police... Keep saying that the men had solid alibis for December 24th. So, that's why they believe them when they say they were there on the 26th. Mm-hmm. And all this other stuff. So, they the defense only does a six-day 
they only they only bring people up for six days they don't even call any eyewitnesses that said that they saw Lacey on Christmas Eve walking the dog. Really? Yeah, there was tons of eyewitnesses that said that they saw her. And the defense doesn't bring it up. And no, like, why don't you? It's really, yeah. it's really strange to me. And we'll get into some other things that they don't bring up either. The final statements were being told... And obviously the prosecution was still going with Amber Fry, still going with the fact that he was a liar, still going with, yes, we don't have any evidence, but look at how much this man has lied and look at how much he seems like he doesn't want to be with his family. He doesn't want to be with his wife. Yeah. Which in my mind, I'm kind of sitting there thinking, true, but... But he doesn't he love just, anybody. He said he doesn't love the other girl. Yeah. If he wasn't going to use He would break her, up with her. Yeah. If he wasn't going to just use her and he actually did love her, why wouldn't he just leave his wife and be like, yeah, deuces, gotta go. And go be with her. Or, you know, he's probably just one of those douchebags that likes to have his cake and eat it too. So, that's why he's... Or one of those douchebags when their wife's pregnant is like, oh, I can't fuck her now. Well, I'm going to have to go get a mistress. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. A lot of douchebags do that. Because there could have been a time where his wife... Lacey was like, you know, I'm big and pregnant. I'd really am not in the mood. And he was like, well, I'm going to go find it somewhere else. Exactly. The defense, again, keeps saying, yeah, my client's a piece of shit. But there's no evidence Evidence. that he killed his wife. The jury deliberates for a few days. And they come back and they find Scott Peterson guilty of first degree murder of Lacey. And second degree murder of Connor. Of course, the media and the crowds outside are cheering, and they're all happy and all this. But now the jury has to make a decision about the death penalty. On March 16th, 2005, they reach a verdict for that as well. And he gets death. Wow. For no physical evidence, which was, at this point, was unheard of. Like, going to trial with only circumstantial evidence and no hard physical evidence was crazy. The fact, and also like O.J. Simpson, he was sent to San Quentin. He had so much evidence on him that he killed the. Well, I mean, he yeah, it was a good bit. And then they were just like, okay, well, no, you didn't do it. And this guy doesn't even have evidence, Mm -hmm. and he gets like he gets the death penalty. That's so sad. Scott was sent to San Quentin prison, and he remains there today. Now, Scott, yeah, he's still there. So he. He's going to appeal his case, right? Yeah. And these are a few things that I'm going to talk about that kind of like, you're just like, what? So, Scott is going to appeal the verdict. Um, Cliff Gardner is his new attorney, his appeals attorney. Mm-hmm. He says that the judge, you remember when the judge said that he was going to move the trial? Mm-hmm. Remember, from Modesto yeah. to Redwood, I believe it was, is where they had it? Yeah, Redwood City. So, from Modesto... <laughs> what happened? It's the, it's the egg. It's the, there's not actually spiders in it. It's oh, just dirt. I was scared. No, I think it's just dirt. Sorry, you guys. <laughs> she looked like she was about to get I saw an egg, like a spider egg sack, and I picked it up because I didn't want it to, like, burst on me. So I picked it up and I threw it somewhere. But there's no spiders in it. Anyway, go ahead. Okay. All right. 
You remember when the judge was like, yeah, we'll move the trial. You know, yeah. no biggie. We won't have it in Modesto. So he moves it 90 miles. Okay. Yeah. Well, come to find out where he moved it, they actually should have moved it to like Southern California or even maybe another state. It still would have been pretty impossible for no one to know about Scott in other parts of the United States. But, I mean, it was doable. The place that they moved it to, Redwood, they still had, they had the same news media as Modesto. Okay. It would be like, yeah. Yeah, it would be like moving from where we live. Well, I can't say where we live to where we live, but it it wouldn't be that far. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean. It would be like people in Jackson and Brandon. Would it be like Maybe that? a little bit further than like that. Like further than that? But, yeah. I mean, basically, But somewhere yeah. where there's the same news outlet. Yeah, same news. Yeah. So, and when they did a statistic thing, statistically, mm-hmm. 96% of the jurors had already had exposure to the TV and already knew about the and case. And they just didn't care. Yeah. There were a number of eyewitnesses that saw Lacey walking the dog around 10.30 or 11.30. So, why didn't Mark bring in his eyewitnesses? He says that... His punch card, too. Did they bring his punch card? No. No. He says that... He said that... He said, well, I didn't bring the eyewitnesses because sometimes they're not credible. Well, they're not, but... If I was a jury, I would still want to hear from those people, oh, well, maybe she was yeah, walking. Yeah, want to hear, like, all Yeah, all well, maybe she was walking everything. the dog yeah. or something like that, you know? So, that was another thing they're going to appeal for, that they need to bring the eyewitnesses. They need to, they should have moved the venue. They're also going to appeal, they also wanted to let the defense show that the boat was too small for the weights. Okay, so what happened was, when they were in court, Mark wanted to bring a scuba diver, a trained scuba diver, because they had already done this outside of the courtroom, Mm -hmm. but he wanted the judge to allow them to bring a trained scuba diver and take them to, like, a lake or a pond or whatever nearby and take the bricks, all the bricks that they had supposedly said that he used to dump her body, tie the bricks... And then try to put them in the water. Well, Mark says, Scott's lawyer, said, we've already tried that and the boat flips every single time we try it. Every single time we try to do it, the boat flips. Really? The judge wouldn't allow it. Are you serious? The judge allowed the jury to get on the boat on dry land and walk in the boat. What What the hell good was that going to do? Like, okay, we saw a boat. Wow, cool. All right. But... They, he didn't allow them to put it in the water to test whether or not good you could actually dump a body and yeah. not flip the boat. Flip the boat over. Because yeah. if you flip the boat over, I'm pretty sure people it's will see It's virtually impossible to dump a body. Yeah. The jurors, hold on to your, hold on to your, to your asses, okay? okay? The jurors, this part made me so mad, I can't even, were not sequestered. Do you know what that means? It means, like, take it, like... Like, yeah, I know what I mean. Yeah. I can't they weren't sequestered yeah. into a confined... That means that these dudes were, like, going home, going to the bars, discussing yeah. the case out in public. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. They weren't sequestered. 
That is just because they could be like gathering and being like, "What do y'all guys think?" I think yeah. it's guilty. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, like we're back in and the then, old timey days yeah. where they're just like sitting around thinking about, oh, "Well, should we?" Yeah, I guess we should say he's guilty. You know, I'm just exactly. like what? Or talking to other people and be like, "Y'all, what do y'all think? Should we say he's guilty?" Yeah. So another thing is there was a lieutenant guard at a prison. And in this prison, in every prison pretty much, if you're not talking to your lawyer, they record your conversations, correct? Yeah. So, Adam Tinbring is talking to his brother, Sean. Sean is in prison, and Adam is not in prison, but he said he spoke to Steve Todd. Now, Steve Todd is one of the burglar guys that burglared the house across the street. Mm -hmm. Adam said that Steve told him... Hold on, let me get back to where I was. Steve told him, Lacey Peterson saw us burglarize the house and confronted us. Okay. The brother inside said, oh, what are we going to do about this Lacey girl? And then the brother outside quickly said, don't say that. We're being recorded. Uh-huh. The police had the tape. And because the lieutenant security guard... Yeah. Sent it to the police and were like, uh, what is this? Well, magically now, so many years later, the tape is gone. <laughs> and they never brought, but they still have his written statement. So that's one good thing. Yeah. They also tried to get, for, for the appeal trial, they tried to get the lieutenant, um, guy. I can't think of his name right now. But they tried to get him to, like, be a witness. But mm -hmm. he said he wouldn't talk. He said he wouldn't talk. It just seems like they're trying to make him guilty. It's just really irritating. It does. One of the things that people say, though, is like, well, why would a burglar, somebody that usually burglarizes a house is not going to kidnap a person. And then if they do, this her family was offering a $500,000 reward. So surely yeah. they would have ratted out. One of them would have ratted out the other, and they would have got that $5,000. Not if they killed her right then. That's what I was thinking. I was like, well, what if they killed her right then? Like, what if it was an accident? They shoved her in the car and or in the van and she hit her head on something and then she died. And they were or like, Or they oh, just shit. killed you know? her because maybe they were psychopaths. You never know. Yeah, you never know. So, as of November 6, 2020, the appeal case has been postponed to January 21st. So, okay. it's been postponed. 20, probably 2021. So, it's probably been postponed because of COVID, but, yeah, that's pretty much it. We're at the end well, of the trial. shit, I don't know. I don't either. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I, I don't kind of think like, he's not. There's a lot of evidence that he's First not. of all, he's clearly a douche. He's a douche. I mean, he orders porn right after his wife goes missing and his unborn child. He still talks to his girlfriend and pretends like he's not, not married, married and, and he's having a great time in Paris while he's at a candlelit vigil for his wife. And what did he gain from that? Like, that's what I don't understand. I guess maybe he thought two things. If my wife comes back, I'm still going to be having an affair. So, yeah. yay that she's back. I'm glad, but I'm still going to have this affair. Or if my wife actually comes up dead and then I'll just go to Amber. But they only... She only lived in Fresno, California, and he lived in Modesto. It's really not that big of a 
difference between the two. So I'm sitting there thinking, dude, you were brave for telling her your real name, first of all. Yeah. Because, like... I mean, when we moved in 2002, so, yeah, I don't know. Could they look him up? Just look him up and... I mean, yeah, but I don't... I mean, social media wasn't as big then as it is now. It now yeah. So, you know. And, oh, I remember one thing that they did do at the end of the prosecution when they rest for, you know, the the trial. Mm-hmm. They showed a picture of Scott and Amber at a Christmas party. And the exact same night, Lacey was at a Christmas party, pregnant and by herself. Douche mm-hmm. bag. Mm-hmm. It was literally on the same night. So I guess he had. To, I don't know. I don't know what he told her. I don't know. What he, he probably told her. Told her probably like, told her he was I got going a business to work. Thing. And yeah. Then she had to be alone. Yeah. He probably said he had to work late or something like that. He and is a douche, but yeah. there's just not enough evidence. There's like, really not. And there's but more evidence. But this will teach you guys: else. don't cheat on your wife because um, if she comes up missing, you gonna go to jail for murder. I'm just exactly. Because <laughs> if they find out that you had a mistress, and also don't cheat. Period. If you're thinking about don't cheating, cheat, period, yeah, just leave the person. Yeah. If you even think about it, just sit down with your partner and be like, hey, I think I'm gonna cheat on you, so we really should just don't want to be with you not anymore. Not be together. It's yeah. not that difficult. I've always told my husband that, like. Me and my husband know, like, my husband knows, like, if you're going to cheat on me, just tell me. He'd be like, I've been thinking about it. It's going to happen. And I just wanted you to know. And I'll be like, all right, well, this is over. You know? Yeah. Um, am I going to be pissed off? Yeah. But I would be. I'm not going to hold on to you and be yeah. like, baby, we can work this out. Exactly. No. Yeah. I would rather you tell me. And say, and vice versa. Like, he would rather, he was, he's always been like, you need to tell me. Like, you know. Yeah. Because um, it's just the thought, like. Like that, like the picture. And that's probably what got people. That's probably what got people to convict him because they saw the picture of this poor, broken, like, woman who was pregnant and she didn't even know that this asshole was going around behind her back, you know. And another thing was (laughs) the fact that he told Amber, yeah, she knows and she's okay with it. No, she said he. No, he she said, said it to the news people, right? Mm-mm. Yeah, but he also yeah. told Amber. He told he also, Amber. Yeah, because she asked at the end of that conversation where he was talking about Lacey. He was like, she was like, did Lacey even know about me? And he said, yeah, I told her. And she said, so you told your pregnant wife about your mistress, or not? She didn't say mistress about your affair. And what did she say? It was fine. It's she was fine. fine with it. And he said, yeah. And she was like, okay. No. <laughs> sure. Not if she had somebody on the side. If she had somebody on the side, too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that would be the only way. But yeah. they never found any evidence that she was having an affair or nothing like that. So, yeah, it's just sad, you guys. It is sad. But, yeah, tell us what you guys think. I know some of you had something to say about the last one, about part one. But tell us now that we've gotten everything out of the way. Um, tell us what you think about part two and how you feel. Like, does you really think he's innocent or he's guilty? I and still don't know. what the trial is going to be like in 2021, January. Yeah. Like, I still don't know. I still have no idea. I do think it's really odd about the satanic cult thing. Yeah. And, and I do think it's really odd. The pregnant missing. woman. Yeah. And the pregnant woman that came up with just a torso, just like yeah. her. That was weird, too. I thought that was really strange. And so. also, was the baby cut? Does it... Okay, so... He wouldn't have anything wrong with him. 
But, like, was the baby cut out of the stomach? That was one thing they couldn't figure out. Like, they couldn't determine whether it was done with a knife or if it was just from debris in the water. See, if it was, like, a like a quick cut, mm-hmm. something smooth. But if it was, like, rigid, rigid, rigid. stuff, like, I feel like... And they couldn't determine when they when she actually died Mm-mm. and when the baby died. So maybe they cut the baby out of her and then they choked him with a rope. Because that rope, like, it just doesn't seem... And I'll put a picture up of the rope. Some people are like, no, it's just debris. But to me, it, it looks like a rope. And there's even, like, a small knot on one end. Now, I don't know if that was, like, literally tied around his neck or if it was just a knot on the end and then it was kind of... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, uh, strung around his neck, like, over and over. But, yeah. The fact that he, the fact that he wasn't damaged, too, baffles me. Because I'm like, I mean, I, I, he would have had to have, and if she would have had to have, he would have had to have been a rock would have had to have, like, cut her stomach open or something like that. And he would have had to have come out of the womb, like, a couple of days before their bodies were found. Yeah. Because, now I do know that he was found first. The baby was found first. Mm-hmm. And then, like, the next day she was found. Or something like that. It wasn't too long afterwards. Okay. So, I mean, was he more buoyant where he could float? I don't know. But, it's just weird. It's just weird to me. I don't know. I, don't know, I still don't know. I've, I've heard this case over and over again, and I still don't know if he's innocent or not. I think there's a lot of shady shit that happened. Yeah. When it comes to the police and stuff like that. The but, police piss me off more than anything. Yeah. But I can't say for sure whether or not he's innocent or guilty. We'll and that's why I couldn't, have been, I couldn't have been on the jury, because I would have been like, I don't have a clue. Yeah. I'm, we're going to have to let thing. him go, because I have no idea. So, I would have been a hung jury for sure if I was on there. Because I would have been like, I can't give you an answer. We're going to be here all day. <laughs> um, especially when dealing with a man's life. Like, the death penalty thing. Yeah. I don't think you should have got the death penalty Life either. in prison, maybe, but not the death for, penalty. For no physical evidence. evidence. No. I don't think you should have got the death penalty. I think you should have got life. And then he could have went from there and figured it out. Because, I mean, in all honesty... I mean, people are on death row now for a long time. Some people shouldn't be. But, you know, he... What if he would have died before he would ever got his appeal case? You yeah. know? And with COVID going on, what if they're like, all right, let's start killing them off because we got to get them out of here, you know, or something yeah. like that. We don't have enough money. Like, the economy's going down. Yeah, like, that would, you know... That would have been even worse. And he would have never been able to get his appeal. Because usually death penalty cases, they appeal, like, five, six, seven times before they finally, you know, decide to, decide to actually do the injection. Which so. I really don't believe in the death penalty, penalty because, like, I want, I would want them to suffer. If they really mm-hmm. killed someone, I'd want them to suffer in a cage for the rest of their life. Especially, like, these child murderers and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, mm, I don't think they need the death penalty. I think they need to go to prison and be, uh, you know, a few times about yeah. some inmates. Beat up, bruised, sodomized, you know, all that good stuff. Exactly. Have the the mom and the dad of these children that just go in there and, like, just, you know, slice slice a few pieces off every now and again. 
You want to take a finger today? Yeah, I think Thanks. your mom and dad should beat him up a couple of times every yeah. month. Every month. But, uh, anyway, I don't really like the death penalty. I think it should be, because I feel like... Can we have the torture penalty? Let's get yeah. that. <laughs> if it's <laughs> something to do with that. If it's child murder. Child or, murder, yeah. Or any, yeah, anything where it's like, like the toy box killer. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Let's just string him up. Thanks. Like, and kill him Douche real guy. slow. <laughs> yeah. Um, which, y'all, I know we've talked about the toy box killer a bunch, and we'll talk about him one day, but that one is, whoo! Intense. Whew, that one's a doozy. Is that the most intense one you've ever... Not for me. Mm-mm. There's one story that I kind of wanted to talk about. You're talking about the 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 one in Japan? Yep. Yeah. I, I want to talk about that so bad because yeah. it's so intense. I might start crying if we talk about it again. We'll talk about that one. Um, I want to talk about the Moors murders. They're from London, England. Mm-hmm. Or not London. Engl- they're somewhere in England. Um, they're intense, and they have to do with the child. They're it's a child murder case, and those are always really hard for me, though. But um, we're gonna talk about it one day. So, anyways, but that was it. That was the end of Scott and Lacey, and we're getting off track. Um, if you guys have any questions though, or you want us to talk about something else on the next one, let us know. This one will be up um Wednesday. What Next is today? Week. What's what's today's this day? This is December. Let me see 8th, a calendar. <laughs> and this will probably be up on. This will be up on December 16th. December sixteenth. Now. We might have one more episode for you guys next week, but the week of Christmas we're probably going to take off. We may try yeah. to put one episode in there on that Wednesday, um, but just going to go ahead and let you guys know that we will be taking off on Christmas, obviously. Yeah. I don't know. We might try to put an episode on Christmas. We'll try to record it before, but... Um, Maybe like a Christmas story or something. Ooh, Krampus. We could talk about Krampus. We could talk about Krampus. All right. Anyways, all right. Well, I hope you guys have a great night. And like, subscribe, hit the bell notification. Go to our Instagram. Go to all our social media. Hit us up and let us know some things. Let us know how you, um, what you think about this case and if you think he's guilty or not. And we'll see you guys later. Bye. Bye.